The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deek speaking. Everyone relax. This is Tofa. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> uh, so, what were we talking about? Dinosaurs. Oh, no. Dre. Dre. Sorry, we I forgot. forgot. Yeah, no, no, I was, I was, that was a little bit. I'm doing a little bit of, a little bit of, and welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to Don't Forget About Dre. Right, yeah, yeah. where we just uh, remind you. Where we, 24 hours a day, 20, remind you, Dr. Is, Dre is the best and he's a person. As, like, as we like to say, 24 hours a Dre. Yeah, that's right, 24 <laughs> hours a Dre. Non-stop Dre. Seven days a drink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, without question. You know the deal. All right, just to remind you guys again, Dr. Dre is a guy. He is awesome. <laughs> We're reminding you guys of that 24 hours of Dre, seven days of drink. <laughs> All right, anybody who's just tuning in, just to remind you, Dr. Dre is a rapper, an icon. He makes headphones, and he is a person. All right? Listen to Dr. Dre Radio. Don't forget about Dre. Seven days Dre's a drink. If you've just tuned in, here's what you missed earlier in the hour. Uh, at 7.03, we reminded you about Dre. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Uh, then <laughs> 7.05, uh, another reminder about Dre. That's right. And uh, that Dre is sponsored to, by Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre, don't forget about Dr. Dre. He is a rapper and a person. We now got to Clark with the weather. You're listening to the all-repeat work, Dre. That's right. In your, <laughs> in your Dre of time traffic. <laughs> While you're driving your cars. All right. <laughs> uh, I, I was uh, doing a podcast today with the Scholars. Yes. Uh, who are delightful. Um, they're great. I they're just, just they're, was hanging out with them uh, last week. They're just real, just really, you know, really nice guys. Like, really funny, great act, but just really kind of... Stand-ups are great, but when you are having conversations with some people and they're listening and you're listening, it's a different experience. And it's also fun to kind of, like, play uh, with those sort of people yeah. you know like where they almost have like a um wrestling commentator vibe to what they do <laughs> right. because it is that sort of thing of like you'll say something yeah uh, we were talking uh, we were talking about this family uh, uh daniel van kirk like reads these stories and there was a family called the driggers and they had um punished their daughter so let me see if i can remember this but basically she'd like eaten a pop tart right uh-huh. and their punishment was that she had had to camp out overnight by herself she was like eight or 11 or something i don't know i don't know why i've decided eight or 11 <laughs> well, yeah, Just, nothing in between will do no, will no, no, nine no, or ten is out of the I goddamn can, question i can rule out nine or ten <laughs> there's no way she was nine or ten she was either uh old eight or a young 11 period <laughs> Wait, when you say the Driggers, do you are you not talking about the family with all the kids, are you? No, the okay. the Druggers, the, the they, Duggers, the, the Duggers. Okay, I just okay. want to make sure. 
No, so these were not a fa- famous. That their name so, happened to be the Driggers, right. but they would had all these terrible, terrible punishments. Name. Terrible punishments for their kids. They had, the kid had to meet them like at a fence at a certain time to get food and what? stuff. Right? Yes. So it's. At some stage, somebody said... Wait, I'm sorry. I don't want to make you re-talk about what you talked about earlier. No, go on. But the punishment was to meet them at a fence. <laughs> like, so they would like basically fence a kid in? Well, no. So basically they said, hey... Hey. You've uh, eaten a Pop-Tart. Naughty. From my memory of this morning. Sure. Hey, you've eaten a Pop-Tart. We didn't want you to eat a Pop-Tart. So your punishment is you have to li- live 400 yards from the house... In a tent in the woods where there's like bears and stuff, right? And no Pop Tarts. And no Pop Tarts. And if you want to be fed, you have to meet us at the fence at this certain time and we're going to like drop you food. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But they had had a series of other punishments that were kind of like that as well. Oh, good. Yeah, so, for this kid. Good parent. Right. Okay. Right. So I said, oh, they're triggers with attitudes, <laughs> right? Uh-huh, yeah, and as they, you'll do. But what I loved was it was a throwaway line in the in the thing, like really in the conversation, like really quick throwaway. Yeah. And they both, like Randy and Jason at the same time, just in unison, just repeated, triggers with attitudes. Like, and it was like, <laughs> I was like, it's like I've got backup vocals for my joke. I've got yeah. backup jokels. Yeah. <laughs> and a big shout out to the Sklars on backup jokels. That's some fucking sweet harmonies. It was like, uh, I felt like I was in Back to the Future and I was like, well, watch, if, watch me for the changes. It, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Try to keep up. <laughs> yeah. Ma- this is Marvin. <laughs> Marvin. Um, uh, well, it's it's always validating when someone will repeat something you say, like because it's funny. Right. But to have two people at the same time will repeat it in unison. It was the best. Ah, it's a dream. I almost got there a little bit late because I had. Here's something that I okay. I like to be punctual. I'm a punctual person. Sure. Uh, but I also like to arrive at a podcast if I'm going to like do a podcast with some people. Yeah. Like I won't assume that they will provide an appropriate beverage. Right. 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 Now, if they do, that's delightful. Right. Yeah. But my assumption isn't. Because you should always prepare for the worst. Right. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Because so, sometimes you'll be doing something and be like, oh. Right. If I would like to have a beer, yeah. I'll bring some beer. Oh, this is just a tent in the woods where you're being punished. Right. I didn't realize. Oh, this is a tent cast? Oh, this is a tent cast. Right. Oh, cool. Oh, All that's right. okay. Mark Marin's interviewing the president. And <laughs> this I'm... is a podcast. Right. This is a podcast brought to you by Pop Tarts. <laughs> oh, you've got a sponsor? Pop Tarts. <laughs> Pop Tart Radio, who reminds you do not forget about Dre. Uh, you're listening to Toe Pop. <laughs> We've changed the name. We've got a sponsorship. <laughs> For Fop Darts. Um, so. <laughs> Fair. Um, so, uh, what was the point of that fucking story? Oh, oh so I was, uh, I, I like to, so it was morning. Yeah. And I'd been walking. Sure. I'd gone for a bit of a walk. And sure. so it had been warm. And so I thought, you know what would be delicious? I'm walking past a coffee shop called Commissary, which is actually a pretty good coffee shop by LA standards. All right. And I'm going to go in. Because the coffee here is terrible. Terrible. 
See, how do you even know? It's just that your coffee, there's, I don't drink coffee anymore, but it's just that the coffee's so good there, and you come here and it's just so it's shit. terrible. What is it? Could you explain? Can you describe why? Well, you, you, our coffee tastes like coffee. And you, <laughs> That's not fair. Because <laughs> my coffee, I mean, I guess your, your coffee must be really good. Oh, it's not even the same. Yeah. Like, it's almost like... Have you tried uh, Beans by Dre? <laughs> That's great coffee. <laughs> that is great coffee. Beans right by Dre. <laughs> so good. Somewhere right now, Dr. Dre <laughs> yeah, is suing, yeah. suing us <laughs> for that idea. Somewhere, Dre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somewhere, Dr. Lawyer is getting a lawsuit together for Dr. Dre. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is the thing we don't know about Dr. Dre. Is he's actually like he's qualified in whatever he just says he is. Yeah. yeah so he's also totally, yeah yeah. So he's also yeah. attorney Dre. Yeah. I'm a pilot. All right. This is your pilot Dre. <laughs> don't forget about me. <laughs> don't forget about your pilot. <laughs> you need to be stu- You need to stop fucking with those stewardesses. <laughs> don't forget about Dre. So I, I, so I decided I would like, uh, okay, so I've rediscovered a little my love for coffee since I've been in Portland. Okay. Because what I've discovered is, because Stump Down Coffee in Portland is really good coffee. They, okay. they make great coffee. And what I discovered is their cold brew, like iced coffee, which is like. Oh, right. right. I think I know what this is. You, yeah. can, you can buy that, like, you know, in the, at like Gelson's or whatever, right? right? So. All you need to do then is like I have an ice machine on my fridge, yeah. So you get like a nice like you know almost like you were gonna have like a a nice cocktail, yeah. Or, you know on your veranda in yeah. the evening, uh, right? Here we go, yeah. yeah, yeah. But in the morning, instead, what I can have like particularly in this LA heat, yeah, I can enjoy myself, a nice like big glass of ice, yeah, and then just a little bit of like Stumptown cold brew coffee, and yeah. then like a splash of milk, yeah, and then you just drink that. I mean that, yeah. I mean you know what? <laughs> so see, you're coming. Back around a little bit, right? So I'm very excited about that. Okay, so I was so excited by this. Okay, and because so then, I, so because that, I've always loved coffee, like I didn't want to go off it. Yeah, no, you never forgot about it. I never forgot about yeah. it. Okay, so so before, so you're assuming you're preparing for the worst, and you're walking by this place. No, so this place I know makes okay coffee. Okay, so I decide. Well, you know what? I'm going to do this podcast. I'm going to chat with my mates for an hour and a half. You know what would be good? It'd be good if I could go in and get like myself a cold brew coffee. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, sip that during yeah. that podcast. Fuck That'd yeah. be delicious. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I go in and they have a cold brew and they have a premium cold brew. And the reason that companies have things like that is because of people like me who just assume that I should get the better one. Right. Like right. even though I've, n- I've yeah. not tasted it. You improved. I don't know. $1.50 like, more. Yeah. Hey. Well, I guess that's the better well, one. Well, there we go. They wouldn't just fuck with me. Right. I'm not falling for this <laughs> bullshit. I'm not an idiot. Here's the 650, my man. Give me the good one. There's no difference? Excuse me? <laughs> I am definitely that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I get my uh, coffee. I put my uh, milk into it. And uh-huh. then... 
but here's what happens. I make the mistake because I go in there. I've got about 10 minutes. The, the coffee shop, I'm going to estimate, is about four minutes from where the studio is. I'm meant to be there at 10. Okay. Right? Right. So I go in there at 10 to 10. So I'm going into a coffee shop, right? With 10 so minutes to go. With 10 minutes got, to go and yeah. I've probably got three or four minutes to walk. Sure. So it's got to be like a six-minute turnaround. Right, is, is their place like, is it like a studio where it's like, it's kind of like they, it's timely? It's the Earwolf Studio. Right, okay, gotcha. I should mention All Things Comedy, the wonderful yeah. network that we're on. Yep. But it was in the Earwolf Studios. Right. And so, yes, there is some sort of, like, you right. know, they're it's like... scheduled. Right. Right. You're not so, just doing a pop cast. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to, like... Well, here's the thing. There's one thing, that, like, rocking in late is one thing. Yeah. Rocking in late when you've clearly just... Gotten a coffee. Paused to get yourself a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah. <laughs> it's a little fucked up. You swat, You might as well be. They might yeah. as well serve it in a yeah. like a cup with a giant finger on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, that's why. And like, you know, the longer they take, like on your walk there, you just have to pound the coffee and not spill it on your shirt. So you walk in soaking brown. But this is not the point of the coffee. Yeah. I want to be able to sip this no, coffee. You want to enjoy your coffee. I get right. you. But you also don't want to show up with a fuck you glass. Right. Yeah. So this is what I'm assessing in this moment. Yeah. Is six minutes. Like enough time for me to turn around the coffee from all yes. Well, okay. I have to assess some things first. Firstly, I'm ordering a cold brew coffee, which is not like you don't have to use the coffee machine. They're pouring it out of something. You're I'm asking for a pretty basic, milk. right? It's right. just yeah, it's a black basically a black coffee that they can pour right away. Right. It's right. a black cold coffee. They put some ice in and they yep. pour it out straight away. Bing bang boom. No process, yep. right? Nope. I'm um, so then I assess the line. One guy. That's one guy a, well, in front. That, yeah, that's not a line. That's not a line. That's a guy. Right, it's one guy. It's a person. Yeah. So I'm, I'm comfortable. You sh- as you fucking should as be. As I should be. Yeah. But here's what I see. Here's your no. trap for young players. No. Uh, I had run into the old... It was no. It was 10 o'clock in the morning, and it was the intern buying the coffee. No. So I then had to like... Stand there while this like guy like got eight coffees or whatever, and so now like I'm you know I'm I'm it's like on a he's like and the mocha actually needs to have non-fat soy yeah but the other mocha the smaller mocha needs to be the regular thing that we talked about okay then we need a handle of regular black coffee yeah yeah a nightmare there should be an app like you know like Waze you know that uh yeah. The maps app that like shows you where the traffic is and stuff. There yeah. should be one of those for coffee shops. Yeah. Where you, you know, can just be like check in and going, I've got like six minutes. Yeah. And you can just check in and they're like, I oh, know, dude in front of you just ordered like 19, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, baby chinos. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. there's one of those for Dr. Dre. It's uh, Dre's. A uh, Dre's. Yeah. yeah. And you just click it and it goes, Don't forget about me. Don't forget about me. Yeah. <laughs> Have I beaten the Dre drum? <laughs> Dr. Drum? Okay, so do you jump ship? The, the other, that's the other story. The man who remembered Dre too much. Yeah. <laughs> no one ever talks about that guy. <laughs> we forgot about him, I mean, ironically. <laughs> There's actually two things that Dre finds really annoying. People who forget about him. Yeah. Like, he's not saying he wants people to obsess about him. No. He finds that equally disturbing. Who wants that? He's just, he wants everyone to have a general awareness just of his don't existence. ever fucking forget about him. Right. Ever. You don't even have to think about it that often. That as long be, as you 
remember him. That's a component of the Beats by Dre, is there's this subliminal, like, Dreing going Dre. on inside of your head. Yeah, so you're listening to your Dre. music, yeah, and you're just like, oh, yeah, I love this jam. Dre. Man, Dr. Dre's great. I'm glad he made these, that's, you know, like, yeah. That's probably how he came up with it. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> yeah. he was like how can I get people yeah. to not forget about how me? How can I always be on people's minds? Uh, could I, I tattoo my name on the inside of their eyelids? I, I mean, I hey, can't chip everybody. It's crazy. Well, Shit. what if there was some sort of device where you could deliver How to keep messages hearing Dre, directly hearing about Dre. Dre. How do we Dre? Dre. 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 <laughs> Nobody can beat me. Beats. Beats. Nobody can beat Dre. Nobody can beat... I'll make the beats. I, I always make the beats. If I get in people's... My music will get people... If I could get into people's heads through headphones... Wait a goddamn minute! Anyway, <laughs> one guy left too early and has just started some company with like, uh, yeah, like with actual beats, the yeah. vegetable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Hello? Like beats, right? Hello? Anyone want beats by Dre? What is a beat? A what is be- a beat? It's a like be- a vegetable, yeah, but like it's a vegetable. It's like a, it's like a radish, well, basically. It's a weird is root. It? Well, is it it's a giant. Because they're big, it's, right? It's different than a radish. Like, a radish is spicy. Because it's, it's beet, beetroot, right? Beetroot. That's yeah, what it's called, yeah. right? So, yeah, it's just like a... It almost looks like a bulb. What is it? Just like, it's just a bulb. Is that it's what it is? Like a, I mean, I don't know. I guess, like, what if you is plant... It? Well, what about, you make, all right, here you go. You I'll take a beetroot? stab at this yeah, shit, take a okay? Stab at it. My guess is that, like... You know, along the line of planting many things, trying to get uh, as many vegetables and fruits as possible, uh-huh. there's some stuff you plant where you're like, oh, this fucking thing that grew sucks, and you pull something out of the ground, you're like, oh, well, look, accidentally, that looks edible. Oh, yeah. You know, that bulb, sure. that like initial seed looks pretty edible, and then you cut it up, even though beets, if raw beets are not tasty. Raw beets are not good. It's and always, you got to be careful so, with sometimes with just eating beets. It is, all, it is interesting, isn't it, sometimes, where something that has like you know a specific way of preparing it yeah that isn't the way that other things are prepared yeah 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 yeah, well you're like how many things did you go through it's high maintenance how determined were you yeah that beets were edible yeah that you had to get to oh no 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 after an extent like you know how there's some things on those cooking shows because i love those cooking shows but where you're like the process that oh. you have to go through to make this thing barely edible. How to make an oxtail? Like, right. do you like the oxtail? The you thing have that to, wags? You have to marry the tail and sleep with it as your partner <laughs> for three months. You have so to you- talk to it. You have to get to know it. Yeah. Like, yeah, how do they? Who gave enough of a fuck to like why? hack away at it? When well, there's, again, when there's li- so many <laughs> things that you can just go, oh, this is already delicious. Yeah. Well, I like beets. But I don't think most people really like beets, right? I mean, I like beets. Like a, in Australia, we put beet beet on. We call it beetroot, but right. uh, we put it on hamburgers in Australia. Well, you guys. I mean, we should talk about that. We make a lot of crazy. Time. We're yeah, crazy. That's a, cra- that's a crazy decision. We were criminals two hundred years ago. Yeah, and you're. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, you've got onion eating leaders. So the there's something about it. The thing that I find. Uh, Interesting, and I don't know why I'm so fascinated by this at the moment. Is but I guess maybe because I'm like 44, you know, I'm going to be 42 in January. 39, 39. I could play 35. Then you'd goddamn right, you not could. my natural yeah, hair color. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could play a sick 30. Yeah, yeah. I'm very ill. 
Yeah, I could play a before picture. Oh, I, I'm killing it in the before game. Yeah. I'm really good at like the. What, being... You can make Arnold Schwarzenegger young in Terminator, but yeah. you can't make me like ten pounds yeah. lighter. Yeah, all I that's want that's up to you, Hollywood. Someday, all I want is, and no matter if even there's no change, is I just want to be in a situation where they have a big picture of me as a before, and I get to jump through it as an after, and I don't care what I look like. But it, that's always been a that's been a dream. But also, you have the technology to make people look great, like, you know, these days on screen, right? Yeah. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Can't make people act better, though. Not yet. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you. If I'm going to be at my funniest and happiest and all those sort of things that you need to be to be those things. Yes. Here's what I'd love to spend less time giving a shit about. My fucking weight and appearance. Yeah. So what I would like to make the agreement with Hollywood is I'll be funny and happy and fat. And you fix it in post. Well, yeah, yeah, or yeah, for sure. Or, or to be able to live like that's what I always think is so fucking funny about like movies is you're just like it just doesn't reflect reality. How do why I don't think people genuinely care about how good looking someone is to do something. I think people would rather be entertained. It's just that in this like world we're like the Hemsworth are twins like that's fun and they're both hot let's just give them every part whereas you'd rather watch like engaging shit like Jack Nicholson today would be like doing Prilosec commercials it's interesting to me because also Hollywood actors though so tell me this because I, I, I would mount the argument that even though obviously yeah, there are many very attractive Hollywood actors that Hollywood actors are not the most beautiful people in the world. Like, they're the people who win those awards and whatever, but just on a, a pure aesthetic level. You mean the city in general? Or you're talking about the No, I mean, like, showbiz. Yeah, like, I mean, like... Yeah. Like, you know, when you say someone, so-and-so's the sexiest man on earth. Yeah. They're not really. No. They're like a famous actor, you know, who's yeah. attractive. Yeah. But often they're not, like, traditionally attractive, like, as in, like, you know, what you... They're not you know, perfectly proportioned or they might have something about them that would be considered... Sure. Like, you know, that they've made that actually makes them distinctive. Don't you think? Yeah, but there's also... I would say most of those are not bad. Okay, who's what I would say? Who's the most attractive woman? Like, if if I just said to you, like, you had to name someone, just for the sake of the argument, the thought process, who's the most attractive woman in the world? The most attractive woman in the world? Shit, um... Caitlin. No, uh, I was just being, I was just trying to be super prophetic. Uh, I would say, I mean, I don't know. I would say like for where I, like my realm of thinking now, I'm not paying too much attention to that, I would say you would think someone like Kate Upton or I think Kim Kardashian is someone who people are like, yeah. For me, I would go, right. obviously, so Kate Upton. Right. I would say that both of those people are, you know, they are unusual. I mean, well, firstly... They're both very different looking people. Yes. Like the two that you named yes. don't have a specific type that like we're all going, well, this is clearly the pleasing aesthetic type. Right. right. Like they both have unusual body shapes that like, you know, 10 years ago when it was like Kate Moss or whoever, you know, you know what I mean? Like, well, Kim is thankfully adapted to the time somehow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Some mutation. Right. But I mean, but both yeah. of them have like, you know, Rubenesque bodies in their own sure. different ways or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. Well, for that, you know, yeah. world. Yes. 
in comparison to what we've said. I mean, you know, these things change. But and still, much- but still, be. I mean, it is it is a place that leans like uh, you know any place where, and I think attractive people get ahead easier in the world in general. But like in LA, attractiveness is a big leg up as far as acting goes. Like that's not something I really even pursue or care about anymore. Right, but yeah. I just think as a <laughs> someone who like you know is around the shit. Well, my favorite example Some, of that. Sometimes, and it's a lot of times it results in like if you're shooting something or making something, frustration. But my, fa- my, I, I've talked to you about this before, but it's my favorite example of it is the people who do the reenactments of on the ghost stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the people when you see them being interviewed yeah, in real yeah, life yeah. are these hideous troll creatures, right? <laughs> something and then from they the them up. Something that. <laughs> That's so great. And then there's these young, like, Scooby-Doo. Like, is that uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, playing that? Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's the best. It's essentially, like, the most honest look into the Hollywood process. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got it. yeah. And it's, got, it's so strange for either side. I actually watched a uh, Kevin Costner film recently. I can't remember what it was so called. So sorry to hear that. You know what? I'm sorry. No, no, you know no, what? No, well, my heart goes out to you. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm a bit of a sucker for like a, a sports film. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, but, I can't wait to hear what film this is. Because <laughs> Kevin Costner to me... Okay, go ahead. Okay, no, no. You can say what you want. Well, I mean, I think you would... I would imagine you would agree that he is like... Mostly great. Uh, yeah, really good. Without a bad movie in his back catalog. Is that what uh, you're about to say? Uh, let's talk about Dre. Let's, uh, we forgot about him. Let's have a look at um, Kevin Costner. Let's have a look at Kevin Costner's career and see what he's done. Oh, we are going uh, to. I think I'm going to be able to poke some fucking holes. Okay, here we go. Uh, by the way, I was only joking and, when, and by when the I way, said that he was awesome, but, well, by but the, I have enjoyed some movies. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's start. Where do we start? Let's start. Is there a link of his movies? There must be one here. Yeah, I think we're going to find a dramatic shift at some point where we hit a downward spiral, spiral, and we we're basically the stock market plunging. Don't buy Costner. Okay, sell Costner. Uh, It'll Costner you. Costner allegedly made his film de- debut in the film Sizzle Beach, USA. Sizzle Beach. <laughs> we all remember. Have not seen it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Although a biography claimed it was actually filmed in the winter of uh, well, 1978. Now 79. I can't watch it. I mean, now I'm on. not going to be able to watch it. How no. is a beach sizzling yeah, in the winter? No, that's tough on the actors. Come if on. you're an actor who books that fucking movie, you you're like, what? I, I, oh, in December? I, re- I, I remember the review. It was like more like Drizzle Beach, USA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, the film was not released until 1986. Oh, okay. Costner made a very brief appearance in the Ron Howard film Night Shift. Great film, Night Shift. Is it? I mean, I. <laughs> I have no evidence. Watch it again. <laughs> I'm. I feel like that would. Oh wait, sorry, I'm mistaking that. Night shift is great still. Yeah. What sorry. Were you, what were you thinking about? I was thinking of. Um, oh, fuck, I don't remember what it's called. Weekend it's, at Bernie's too. 
It's a Martin Scorsese. Yes. Yeah. Martin Scorsese's Weekend at Bernie's <laughs> yeah. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, he is listed in the credits as frat boy number one, and I thought he really nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, There's a reason why he got the number one. Right. Yeah, exactly. They're not just uh, handing that out. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing. Uh, frat boy number two, uh, Sir Sidney Portier. Yeah, yeah. A frat boy number two, yeah, but still. Yeah. Frat boy number two in that situation, much like the dude who has to sit in the bobsled. Right. Just Absolutely. Fucking, just fucking be there for just, the magic of frat boy number one. Right, exactly. And try to not get burned. Uh... Uh, he appeared in a commercial for the Apple Lisa. Oh, I bet. <laughs> who knew he was part of that? Well, now I'm back. If, if you've seen any of those uh, Steve Jobs movies, oh yeah, yeah. you will realize the Apple Lisa was the bit where it didn't go as well as it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you want to talk? Okay, so real quick, so Costner you, was involved. <laughs> have you ever seen Jobs, the Ashton Kutcher, yeah, Steve Jobs uh-huh, movie? Uh-huh. Okay, because you love comedy, you saw it, right? Yeah, because it's fucking hilarious. I mean, it's pretty terrible. Ashton Kutcher, uh, dude, it is awful. I mean, yes, it's unfair. I mean, you're being it's, kind. Uh, it's unfair. <laughs> it, uh, I'm calling it unfair. Right. It is unfair that Ashton Kutcher jumped on the Steve Jobs like. Like he just he was like, mine won't be the best, but right. it'll be the first. The first. And well, if you can't be best, be first. I remember I was laughing so hard at that movie with a buddy of mine, uh, and a third friend of mine was like embarrassed at how hard we were laughing. It was, and then there's one part in that movie where we, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, we were stoned, and we were watching. It's just so bad. Ashton Kutcher's so like not good. His walk <laughs> is crazy. If you watch it, yeah. his walk is like a thriller extra. Uh, for most of the movie, because I guess Steve Jobs had a weird walk. But at one point, when it couldn't get any more insane, someone walks into this boardroom and is like, looks at everyone and is like, gentlemen, and then looks at a dude and goes, Gareth. And me and my buddy were like, oh, Jesus. (laughs) I was like, I might have to leave. But Ashton Kutcher, box office poison, did a movie with Kevin Costner. Right. About where they're like in the Navy, which I saw and is so bad. (laughs) All right, well, we'll get to that. All right. Uh... He had a small role in the nuclear holocaust film Testament. He was cast in The Big Chill and filmed several scenes that were planned as flashbacks, but they were removed from the final cut. Right. But that's the good cut of The Big Chill. Yeah, yeah. It's like the Blade Runner, you know, it's like the director's recut. Yeah, yeah. Have you you seen the director's cut of The Big Chill? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you have to see the Costner flashbacks. uh, All the Costners back in. Oh, the cut, it is as... Get ready for some vitamin yeah. Costner because yeah. it is injected into it's it. It's so good it made Donnie Brasco, uh, Don, not Donnie Brasco, Donnie Darko, Donnie Brasco. <laughs> Both. When Johnny Depp played an imaginary rabbit. Yeah. Fun fact they shot the uh, Big Chill during the summer. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think we're finding a pattern. Uh, his role was that of Alex, the friend who committed suicide, the event that brings the rest of the cast together. So he's like the pivotal event. Yeah. And yet... But to, to, yeah. He's, like the, he's like the fourth dude in The Hangover, but yeah. worse. He's like Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's, but they at least dragged... <laughs> but but they worse! Least, but they at least dragged Bernie around. Dude, I would... It would be like if they shot Weekend at Bernie's and they went, you know what? That dead guy's not really adding that much. Well, the, and, and then they edited him out. Yeah. We get it, Bernie's, but without Bernie. What they won't tell you about the big chill flashbacks is the reason why they couldn't use him was because they were doing the weekend of Bernie's thing with that character. <laughs> they pretended he was alive for most of it. So. 
<laughs> There's that. <laughs> um, Costner was a friend of director Lawrence Kasdan, who promised the actor a role in a future project. That became Silverado. Okay. Uh, then he was uh, in Fandango, American Flyers. Okay. Nothing for me. Steven Spielberg's amazing story. So, so far, like, I mean, yeah, so-so. Yeah. An amazing Story was probably a TV show would be my guess. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, full-blown movie star status for Costner arrived in 1987. Here we go. When he starred as a federal agent, Elliot Ness, uh, in The Untouchables. Yeah. Now, that's good. That's a good film. Yeah. This is when it's starting. And in the leading... Get, again, get ready for the fucking skydive. And in the leading role of the thriller, No Way Out. Yeah, okay. sure. 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 He solidified his A-list status in the baseball-themed films at Bull Durham, which is... A great movie. A brilliant film. Yeah. And uh, Field of Dreams. A great movie. Which is movie. a good sentimental Bull Durham's movie. better. Yes, correct. Costner's correct. next success... Correct. <laughs> yes, you are right. You and are moving on. Correct. Your opinion is validated by the opinion men. <laughs> Uh, Costner's next success came with the epic Dances with Wolves. That's right. Uh, he directed and starred in the film as, and uh, served as one of its producers. The film was nominated for 12 Academy Awards. So yeah. this is what we've got to remember. Yes. This is, is when... that Kevin Costner Dude. and his film that he basically fucking wrote, directed, acted in, yes. trained the fucking wolves, yes. took dancing lessons. Yeah. This is the boom. I mean, this, this is, is La Vida Loca. Right. Yeah. This is fucking. It's go time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the film was nominated for 12 Academy Awards and won seven, including two for him personally Best Picture and Best Director. So yeah. this is what we're going to remember again I, about look, Kevin Costner. Look. Kevin Costner is an Academy Award winning director yes. and producer. I know that. This, but this is what I'm saying. This is the. This is it. The same, now, the now, same. what's happening, right? <laughs> Kevin Costner now yes. has all these Academy Awards. Yes. He's dancing with wins, and he decides, "Shit, man, I'm fucking amazing. I'm yeah. unbeatable." Yeah. And this is Can't when we're going to start to see some interesting shit happen because this filmography is about to become like, you know, pornos without fucking. Eventually, the same year which saw is a the charity release. I work for. <laughs> Pornos without fucking. If everyone could just donate we are, a little bit. Excuse me, we're collecting a little for uh, pornos, pornos without fucking. Pornos without fucking. It is a tragedy. There is uh, over nine percent of pornos, pornos that get have, have the fucking completely cut no out. No fucking at all. So much like Kevin Costner's uh, part in the Big Chill. Yes, there are pornos out are there. Pornos that are yes, that are just without without the fucking. Yeah, the fucking so, was filmed. So you guys can you can so, find it. Google it. Pornos that fucking. We're trying please to make get. We're trying to get the fucking back in the pornos. Yeah, please, guys, reach out. We're come on, guys. Children for are every for fifty porno. cents, we can get one cum shot for the back in a for porno the movie. price you would pay for, for a cup of coffee. A cup of coffee <laughs> behind an intern trying to get a bunch of coffees. You can get fucking back in porn. Anyway, you were anyway anyway. This. Don't forget about Dre. <laughs> All right. Uh, Revenge was the next movie he was in with Anthony Quinn and Madeline Stowe. Not good. Directed, oh, actually, no, that, that was, it was okay, okay, right? It was okay. Directed by Tony Scott. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, okay. Two first names. He followed this with 
Here we go. Get ready for shit burger. You know what? I'm going to make some arguments for some films I'm in excited. this in this run as well. I'm excited. But this will not be the one that I make the argument <laughs> for. Uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Uh, I mean, so bingo, bango. Let's start there. What the actual fuck happened? How the fuck do you play Robin Hood without swearing? I mean, without having an English accent. Without it being like a... I mean, the accent was... Atrocious. Atrocious. It was like... I mean, it was it was terrible. What, what the fuck? It was like... It was no, like... Uh, Will. <laughs> the, it will. And, and now I know you're going to make more arguments on his behalf, but this is a catastrophic moment in his career. This is insane. I mean, it is a little bit like... Um, you know the running joke in Entourage about like somebody making the Aquaman movie. Yeah, it does. It did feel a bit like, you, why are you playing Robin you, Hood? Listen, you know what it's like when you're filming. Why something. are you playing Robin you, Hood? The chatter behind the director about what the fuck was actually happening must have been amazing. That would be a good movie. Well, just a documentary must, about making that would be a movie I'd watch. It just must be one of those things. It'd be like the equivalent of like you know, I, I'd love to play Batman. But there'd have to be a point at some stage during the filming of the new Batman movie where I was like starting to go, you know what? As much fun as this seemed, yeah, I'm not Batman. Yeah, well, I, I mean, look, this, yeah, this like is... you're saying, with all due respect <laughs> to myself and it's Batman, it's a type. Okay, I'm okay with this attractive person being there. He ne- Batman needs to beat the fuck out of people. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I, like, I prefer your lifestyle. Right, I want a bat profile, but yep. there are just certain... I, I, and as you should. There's certain things that come with the job. Listen, Batman ain't going to fucking shows across the country How would I laugh. see the symbol? Yeah. When am I going out at night and Dude, looking in the, the sky? Best, the best thing about the like, bat I signal literally... with you would be the idea that you conked out watching Kitchen Nightmares on the couch with a right. joint that's smoking in the ashtray. Just being like, oh, I'm going to fucking turn in. And then going up and seeing through that window, like, oh shit, how long has that been on? <laughs> oh fuck, has that been on? Oh shit, turning on the news, like, oh god, oh fuck, shit, oh fuck, uh, should I go or is it weird to go? I weird should make to... up an excuse at this it's, point. Yeah, what do I, I say? I have to make up something crazy. Why do I say? I'm gonna have to fake a heart attack. Oh, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the Joker and the penguin. Yeah, I'm gonna. Okay, I gotta go big. I gotta go big, and I'm gonna say so, the penguin raped me. There was a point. I'm gonna, <laughs> I am gonna go big. I'm going big on this one. I'm grabbing the red phone, Commissioner Gordon. Uh, okay, practice over. Here, now I'm really picking up the phone. Hey, oh, I just saw the bat signal. I'm looking at this on the news. Ah, I got a lot of it here too. The Joker and the Penguin broke in, man. Had their way with me, especially the Penguin. Don't tell anyone, but shit, should I come down there or should I just crash? What's, what are you guys doing now? How's it? What is it? What's it, what's the vibe right now? Come down there. You sure? Like you guys definitely need me to head down there right yeah, is now? That, is it not gonna be weird if I? Like, I feel like, like it'll be strange now. Hey, I, I, I'm, I'm happy to come down if you feel like it's cool for me to still come down. There's something for me to do. But Dude. if I, I, all I don't want to do is just, I don't want to get down there and then everyone's suddenly like, oh, no, 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 we're really wrapping it up. Yeah, like, like it, okay, if I'm thinking about it right now, right. thinking about it logically, it's going to take me a half hour to get right. down there, I even mean, with the Batmobile at this point. Well, you know what? I, and I've got to, like, you know what? There's going to be, like, 10 or... I mean, 
I, I'm almost ready to come, but like, there's probably going to be another ten minutes of mucking around look, or whatever. Look, so like, I, I, I'm I'm finished. I'm washing the suit right now. The suit's almost done drying. It's so hey, 45, 50 minutes max. Let me let me. I'll pick up the red phone in ten minutes. You tell me where you guys are at. You know what? Yeah. You know what? I'll text you in fifteen when I'm leaving. Yeah. And you just give me a sense of like if it's still. Popping like right, if it's still just, time, if it's still popping like a tart. Like I'm happy to come, dude. I'll come. I mean, I'm, uh, you Hello. Know what, you know what? I'll come. Hello, Commissioner Gordon. I should go. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna turn in. Shit, I'm beat. You know what? Hey, whatever. <laughs> I mean, what's he gonna do? Alfred. What is he gonna get another Batman? <laughs> Alfred. Alfred. <laughs> so. <laughs> My joint went out. <laughs> Alfred, my joints out. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that'd be a different series. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Uh, uh, again, a legal shit show. Then he's got on board though with Oliver Stone. On, but listen, we're t- Oliver Stone. Yeah, for a while, great shit. Let's be honest, though. This guy... Look at you, tearing, court- tearing everybody down. Listen, listen, listen. Get ready. They can make an Oliver Stone Kevin movie Costner. about what I think about Oliver Stone. Oliver yeah, Stone. I'm swinging. Yeah, right. Yeah, look out, Hollywood. Look at you. From 20 years ago. <laughs> I'm coming at you. Um, Oliver Stone directed JFK. JFK was all right. It was all right, yeah. Yeah, it was all right. Pretty good. That yeah. Was, yeah. That Back was right. and to the left. Right. That was fun. Yeah. He got $5 every time he said back or left. And he made $35 million off of that movie. Uh, the Bodyguard. I mean... I- I'm curious to find out where you're going to fall here. Well, Are mean, you going to be the bodyguard for the argument? Or are my, you going to get out of the way and let me shoot the star? No, but here's what, here's what I'm going to say about The Bodyguard. Yeah. The Bodyguard is one of those movies, much like Dirty Dancing, and I, I don't care who I offend when I say this, that has never been a good movie, but it is an iconic movie. Yes. It is but, a movie but, that, But like, I, I would make the argument that Dirty Dancing is a movie that makes more... Is a, it's a better script and it's a better film overall than The Bodyguard. The Bodyguard had a great soundtrack. Right. It's like they made a movie for a soundtrack. Yeah. So it's like Thriller. I mean, it was a giant... It's a music video. It was a giant film clip, yeah. Yeah, it's a music video. Okay. The Bodyguard's a music video that stars Kevin Costner. Okay, here's what I'm happy to admit. Okay. I believe The Bodyguard Uh is the best music video I've ever seen. There you go. Okay. Well, I I, I think your argument means I've won the initial argument. Oh, hang on. Oh, so not only has he won seven Academy Awards, but he's... That's a different man we're talking about. But he... he, Yeah, okay. He also has started the, the best music video of all time. But he made the music video as a movie. Well, I mean, what's art? (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm going to... Then... Clint Eastwood's A Perfect World, which was terrible. Yeah. Almost uh, unwatchable. Yes. It made you feel like the world was not perfect. It was a terrible A flawed film. world. That was it. I mean, I like some Clint Eastwood directed films yeah. and and I like Kevin Costner, but yeah. that was a terrible film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I remember seeing that at the cinema. Sure. He uh, then took the title role in the terrible, terrible film, but very enjoyable film, Wired Earp. Yeah. Uh, and I, I Wired will, Earp's a fun film. I will give you that Wired Earp is a fun film. Yep. Uh, it's received mixed reviews and flopped. Yeah. <laughs> flopped. Yeah. Uh, Flop the, is a term we're going to hear a lot when we're talking about the rest of these films. The War... Also made in 1994, seemed to gain little attention. The war? I love when the Wikipedia starts to get judgmental too. <laughs> like, like, like this Wikipedia has certainly like the, the war. Tide has also turned. made in 1994, seemed to gain a little attention. <laughs> I feel like if I'm being nice, I feel like Wikipedia is on the same page as you for Kevin Costner's career. Yeah, yeah. And where it's at. Yeah, I'm excited. Hang on, uh, are you, hang on. what are you drinking? Uh, yeah, I'll have a Pabst Blue Ribbon. Are we rec- this count? This part of it counts. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say that uh, what what the Wikipedia page and I have in common is that we're realistic, and that Kevin Costner. It, it is like we're like this is this is at a point in his career when we're being sweet still. Like, this is when we're all still like, I love you. Like, Kevin, you can turn this around. You know, you can make a U-turn. No one ever thought that Dancing with Wolves picture was going to be good. And he proved that it was... Like, I but, mean, everyone but, was but, mocking but, that like that was going to be good. Yeah, so, you know but, what? Yeah, but, but I think maybe what happened is that he, he basically, like, peaked with that because he... He Like, you know, it's like... Uh, like, when you listen to, like, a musician when they need it. Like, when a musician... Before a musician sure. hits, like when you listen to like Bob Dylan or like Bruce Springsteen or Led Zeppelin when they needed it, like there's a certain like push to everything, right? So they basically like, you hear the need. Right. Kevin Costner needed it. He'd had some stuff, but this was like, he put his ass on the line. Right. Like the story with Dances of Wolves is like he fucking, you know, put so much of his own money on the line and all this other shit. Yeah. So and originally he trained the wolves to dance. It was yeah, going to be a no, musical. Those, the only thing the wolves yeah. could do before that was polka. Right. And he taught them to do the box step, the macarena, flamenco, uh, uh, and the in, chicken actually, dance. And and shockingly, some of the wolves were deleted from when they did the lambada, which was right. considered we, too we, controversial. It was, it was forbidden. Yeah. Yeah. That's when they called them yeah. dances with boner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my point being that then, so he had this like career explosion and he was, it, it was almost like that was it. That was, was that was his name, wasn't it? In the movie, Dr- he Dance, was dances, dances with wolves. He was dances with wolves because yeah. he danced with wolves because he danced with wolves, which apparently was an impossible shot to get right. to. Yeah. I, wolves not down to dance. No. So there's an interesting corner to paint right. yourself in. Uh, and uh, his best friend was. Uh, f- Forgets about Dre, right? That's right. That guy, yeah, he, he, yeah, he wandered, he wandered the reservation. What was I thinking about? <laughs> I knew I had a thought earlier, but now I can't remember. Uh, I wish I could put my finger on what it was. <laughs> Grandpa was Dre. That's right. That's right. Yes, yes. And a single tear rolls down his cheek. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Oh, here we go. This is when. This is when. To make your argument, this would be an easy part to really be making I'm this excited. Argument. Okay, here we go. Uh, he followed the war, which was terrible, the one that gained little attention. Sure. The, he, followed the one, he followed the one that gained little attention with one that you're about to mention that's going to be worse. With... Uh, 
the science fiction post-apocalyptic epics. See, what the fuck? I mean, I don't even know what that, what that is. Waterworld. Oh, sorry. You were just leading yeah. up to it. Yeah. Epics, Waterworld, and The Postman. Oh, both. Both. Uh, both, both shit from a dog. They are both. So, like, two, two of the worst films you'll ever see in your entire life. Well, the problem, Although Waterworld will come true. The, the, okay. <laughs> Literally what I was about to say. The problem with Waterworld was that it was super expensive. Right. But the thing about Waterworld is that will stand the test of time. Right. Oh, yeah. That'll be that one of those ones that like way down the track people will be like, oh, hang on. Kevin Costner was also Nostradamus. One day... I feel like I'm probably going to be floating on a raft, <laughs> drinking my own piss through a homemade filtration system. Well, you know how like the world has pretty much become like idiocracy. Yes. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I think Waterworld's the other one that's going to become like. Well, idiocracy is the prequel to Waterworld. <laughs> like that's the that's what we're charting. Idiocracy. <laughs> I'd love us to program a movie night. Yeah, like a, yeah let's do our demise. Yeah, at yeah. the new Beverly, and we yeah, did like a yeah, journey yeah. of like. <laughs> yeah, let's all take a bunch of Xanax and watch what our future is. So here's how it's going to go, guys. All right. Uh, so we're going to watch uh, Idiocracy, which is now. Yep. And then we're going to watch Terminator, which is soon. <laughs> And then we're going to watch Waterworld, Waterworld, which is not long after all right. that. And we want you guys to remember these will probably all sort of blend into one big shit right, show. Yeah. But this is kind of the sequence we would see it playing out in, just so you guys know. Also, tonight is brought to you by Dre. Don't forget about him. Ever. All right. Uh, the Postman and uh, Waterworld. Uh, okay. The Postman, also horrible. Horrible. And Waterworld made into, like, uh, there's a, you know, still at Universal Studios. Yeah. The stunt show is the Waterworld show. Well, in the drought, we should be cutting that first. <laughs> that should be our first fucking water-saving thing. Sorry, guys. Don't have to go home, but the fuck out. It's actually pretty good. The, the, I always recommend people checking it out. <laughs> <laughs> Check a drought. <laughs> Uh, all right. After the postman, and uh, okay, here we go. Uh, By the, the way, as a as a <laughs> nation, when the postman came out, we wanted to return to sender. However, the postman results were worse than Waterworld, and ended up winning five Golden Raspberry Awards, including worst picture, worst actor, and worst director for Costner. Yeah. So, I think in the long run, what we'll find is that there's more of these awards than Oscars. Costner then starred in the golf comedy Tin, uh, Tin Cup. Cup. Okay. The underrated golf comedy Tin Cup. Now here Tin we go. Cup. I think Tin Cup, not a bad movie. Right. Yeah. Cheech is in it. Cheech is in it. Don Johnson's in it. He's great. Don Johnson's really good in yeah. it. It's a sports movie. Yeah. I love a sports Don movie. Don Johnson's a sustainable talent. Still. Yes, I agree. Underrated. However, we are seeing the pattern, which is what plagues Costner, which is he can only now, only thing he can try to do is make sports movies. And this is probably, Tin Cup is probably the seed that brings us this. Right. He developed the film Air Force One and was set to play the lead role of the president, but ultimately decided to concentrate on finishing The Postman instead. He personally offered the project to Harrison Ford. Yeah. Have you ever seen that movie? (laughs) Air Force One? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? Great. Yeah. 
It's a great, like... Yeah, it's a really good... It made sort of, you want to have Harrison Ford as the president. Yeah. And I'd still vote for him, even though he's crashing planes. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd happily have him be the president. Yeah. With his diamond earring. His and earring, Callista Flockhart. Yeah, stoned yeah. all the time. Forgetting, Ro- like, forgetting Rose Garden addresses. She's, um, uh, Callista Flockhart, I believe, is in the new Supergirl uh, television show. Is she really? Morning. Yeah. What, is she, what, would she, what does she play? Supergirl's mom? No, she plays like the... When I say I believe, it's like I didn't actually check that it was her, but like I... Illeg- yeah. Well, not illegally. Somebody... Well, I guess illegally. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Your Honor. Oh, oh boy. This is, take, this is now a deposition. <laughs> this took, this took a nasty. Will Anderson <laughs> arrested on illegal illegal smuggling of Callista Flockhart news. No, I guess. I mean, I guess now that I say it out loud, I did do the thing you're accusing me of. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, my confession was I pretty mean, clear. I mean, I initially denied it, but actually I misspoke. When I say the things I did out loud, they're exactly as you described yeah, them. Fair, yeah, you know, yeah. Absolutely. Who needs a stenographer when you've got a podcast? Here's what I was going to say. A friend of mine, I won't name this person, uh-huh. but they had access to the Supergirl pilot, okay. and they passed that access on to me. Because so they So I watched the it. Supergirl pilot, right. and, uh, and I did not bother to check that it was Calista Flockhart. Because she looks a bit different. Like, uh-huh. I haven't seen her for a while. And no, I think that's her then. Yeah. She looks a little different. Uh, yeah, she looks yeah. a little different. Yeah. So I've now Googled it. It is her. Yeah, It, okay. it is definitely her. Yeah. So she plays... Um, Tweaked her look. Supergirl is basically working in an equivalent of um, the, the Daily Planet. Because Supergirl is basically just Superman, so but with a girl. So, but is she working at a paper? Yeah, but like that's, a, that's but, already interesting. But more a magazine, like okay. more a magazine, like she should be blogging is what she should. It's be doing. a little bit like uh, the Devil Wears Prada. Okay, so sure. like Calista Flockhart is like Meryl Streep from the Devil Wears Prada. Okay, basically. right. Okay, so you're never actually seeing the publication because we all know that's impossible. Oh no, they actually need the public. They need the publication because. Um, uh, sales are going down but what this fictional city needs is like because here's the thing in metropolis in metropolis yeah that's like that's superman right yeah uh in metropolis where the daily planet is the sales went through the roof because they've got all these superman sightings right 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 oh okay but in their town this magazine this newspaper she's working what they really need is some sort of hero there that they could have photos of right okay so it's almost like it's almost like she's really doing it for career advancement. So so the Within Daily the Planet's magazine industry. The, the Daily Planet <laughs> the Daily Planet's kryptonite was the internet and then Supergirl will be able to defeat that <laughs> right. by just being super. Right. Here's how you save publishing. Superpowers. Dude. Be born on another planet and get superpowers from the Earth's sun. Any you know I mean like that's what TMZ does. They get right. there first. Uh, so yeah, so basically that's the the idea. But also right. Jimmy Olsen has moved to. What's Jimmy up to? He's moved. I bet he's super attractive. He's moved to this. Well, you know what he is, black. Whoa! Yeah. Hello, Jimmy. Yeah. Right. All right. 
I, I mean, and people say Obama did nothing. Yeah, yeah, and people, well, and people. I think you'll find Jimmy Olsen's black. And people say that the United first the president, then Jimmy Olsen. People say the United States has a racist history it hasn't come to terms with yet. Right. Hello, black Jimmy Olsen. Well, you know what? I see you're Ferguson, and yeah. I raise you a black Jimmy uh, Olsen. I see your basic assault on a race of people, right. police officers. Right. And I raise you a black Jimmy Jim- Olsen. Black Jimmy Olsen. So and a very black, attractive Jimmy Olsen. Well, see, here we go. More see, attractive than Jimmy Olsen has ever been in a white incarnation. I I think that we will find yeah. now that we can sort of find the racial harmony we need to in this nation. Well, I think what you'll find is once you've gone black Jimmy Olsen, you'll never go back Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's what casting keeps saying. Well, you know what we're saying about Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if it's good. I can't tell you whether it's good yet. Okay. I watched an episode of it and the jury is out. Um, okay. All right. Sure. Tin Cup, Air Force One. Uh, in 1999, he started Message in a Bottle with Robin Wright Penn. She's a very beautiful woman. She's sure. made a big comeback with House of Cards. Sure. She was the Princess Bride. You know what the message said? Stop making movies, Kevin. This was based on the novel by Nicholas Sparks, who, of course, is the. Yeah. Of, the the notebook and all yeah. those sort of things, right? Yeah. yeah. It would be great if when he made that book, it was actually pages in a bottle that you had to sort of figure out how to get out. Marketing-wise, I would love to have had that job. I mean, that would have been at least a limited edition. Yeah. His career revived somewhat in 2000 with 13 Days, in which he portrayed a top advisor to John F. Kennedy. See, again, he, it's Kennedy again. or sports. Yeah, Kennedy it's or Kennedy sports. It's Kennedy or sports. Yeah. That's all he's got left. Kennedy sport or wolves? Yeah, at a stretch. Yeah, if he could make a movie about John F. Kennedy, like playing football at Harvard or something. If he could make a movie about John F. Kennedy playing a game of baseball against a wolf. Yeah, while there was a voice going like, "If you run for president, you will win." A wolf. <laughs> <laughs> There's there's the second voice in the field who's like, dude, stop talking. You're making me promises on the things that I say. Okay, if you work hard, you will succeed. <laughs> in achieving pants. No, no, his pants stop helping. Why do you get to say all the stuff? Because the stuff I'm saying is helpful to him. Why it's do you, motivating. How do you, stuff you, you don't say. know him. I'm about to stop not You whispering. don't know him. I, you don't know him either. Yeah. You, all you do is spend oh. your day on the fucking couch. Yeah, yeah, you but, are lazy. I'm here trying to help him motivate himself. But uh, you don't know him any better than I know him. I've, I absolutely why do. You, I was why watching do you always you. Where were you earlier when you were watching? Oh, it, it's not about how often I'm here. I oh, was so doing you just other know things. him because you have a gut feeling about him? Well, maybe I do. Maybe Shut I'm, the fuck up. He's listening. He's right? listening to all this. Maybe I'm up. more intuitive than you. Uh, okay, all right. You want to lead a message? You want to yeah, lead a fucking message? Is that I what you're after? Why don't you lead a message, asshole? Why don't you lead a message? Exactly. You have nothing to... What? Don't forget about Trey. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> That's actually a fair point. Okay. <laughs> all right, we should... We can't do this for all. Um... <laughs> I mean, it may feel like we have. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, we may, yeah, who knows? 
Yeah. All right. Well, this is the last time we get to do this for a little while. Yeah. And of course, you've got your... Listen um, to it in two parts. Maybe put it out as a cliffhanger episode. Oh, you know what? I could do that. You could. Take the halftime there was and be almost, like the cliffhanger. There was, there was almost... The, you know what? We could do that. All right. There we go. See? Okay. All right. Marketing. That's what I'm saying. Well done. Thank you. Okay. Uh, message in a bottle. 13 days. Uh, the Western Open Range, which he directed and starred in, received critical acclaim in 2003. And was a surprise success commercially. Never heard of it. Me neither. He received some of his best reviews for his supporting role as a retired professional baseball player. Uh-huh. Baseball. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Denny Davis in The Upside of Anger, for which he received a nomination from the Broadcast Film Critics Association. Which is not an award anyone has heard of, I mean, ever. <laughs> that I mean, is... that's just like, that's basically just being like a brand of dog food wanted to give right. you an award. And he didn't even win it. Yeah, he didn't win it. He like, got he nominated. Got, he got nominated. Like, when yeah. you're having to mention. Yeah. Like, this is a guy. Yeah. Like, you. He got been... nominated for 12 Academy Awards for one film. And uh, they're like, <laughs> hey, remember that time I got. I mean, how excited are you getting for the Broadcast Film Critics Association yeah. Yeah. Awards? No, but who the fuck is there? It's just in probably in front of like babies. Right. And one, oh, one That's something. It won the San Francisco Film Critics Circle Award for Best Supporting Actor. That's again. I mean, that's a reach award. After that, Costner starred in The Guardian and Mr. Brooks. Mr. Brooks is not bad, actually. Right, see, this where is what I'm po- checking out. Where he portrayed career. a serial killer. In 2008, Costner starred in Swing Vote. Not good. I didn't mind that. Wasn't that... Now, wait. Wasn't that... Okay, that was a movie based on the 2000 election, right? On the Hanging Chad. And he's the... Oh, see, he's that's like what's the, so fucked up about America. We we elected like an asshole moron uh, Satan who who instead of like doing, like giving a fuck about what was happening, we we merely made a comedy with Kevin Costner about how hey I get to pick who's president. All right, 2011, a little war of our own. Yeah, nothing. Uh, See, and he's having less. Wyatt Earp. Why he made Wyatt oh, Earp again? No, oh yeah, okay, on. they just mentioned it again. <laughs> he he, re, he just was like, I'm gonna remake it again. <laughs> Daddy needs a hit. And Wyatt Earp. <laughs> um, all right, hang on. Hatfields and McCoys, which was big, three part miniseries. Yeah. Uh, in 2014, because he's done a lot of stuff for again recently. In 2014, Costner appeared in spy movie Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit, yeah. which wasn't actually which that good. Bad. Yeah. And Three Days to Kill, which was also pretty terrible. Yeah, that's about his opening weekend. Uh, draft Day. Which was dog shit. Please, you know, please, please, please make an argument. You know what? <laughs> please. I mean... Draft Day it should be about what the writers should have been going through. It's Yeah, it was first draft day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's have some more drafts, boys. You know what? I'll I'll see it when it's like seventh or eighth yeah. draft day. Yeah, I want to look at thirtieth of uh, the thirtieth draft day. Yeah, show me that one. Can I have a look at rewrite day? Yeah, <laughs> when, when do we get to say page? Can I page? say punch it up day? Yeah. <laughs> I thought if you're gonna make a movie about uh, the like, I mean, the movie is about the. Is it baseball? Is baseball N- or football? NFL, football? It's football. Yeah, Cleveland That's right. Browns. He's like a team. recruiter in yeah. the draft. And so literally the climatic scene of this movie is like draft day. Well, 
and what, about what, them draft, so, and drafting and, a footballer. And, and it was like the NFL is very funny because there are they are really trying to they always are trying to get their shit out there. And so, but again, the thing about an NFL draft is that a player, you don't know if a player is good until two to three to four years out from there. Right. So there's really no, it's just going to be a letdown. Oh, it's a movie. And it's a Kevin Costner and a guaranteed letdown. And unless unless you have that thing at the end where like you can go forward, if it's based on a true story, we can go forward and go, you know, and... You know, and Michael Jordan became the best player yeah. ever. Like, whatever. Like, you're literally just going, the climatic scene of this is like a guy... An update. A guy doing his job adequately. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. A guy did his homework. Yeah. A guy did what they actually paid him to be, do. Yeah, it's just... It's, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. And what you're missing in the filmography, this movie he made with Ashton Kutcher, where they're in the fucking Navy or something. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't even seen them. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Okay, so. Right. What did we learn? I've, here's what I've discovered. Okay. Um, I've remembered the reason we started talking about this in the first place. That's amazing. Yeah. We- <laughs> in 2015, Costner played coach Jim White in the drama film McFarland USA about cross-country running. And this is the film... That I watched. Oh my god! And it's this real life story about like you know this guy who takes like wait this like it, so does this, it end in a big fight that's crazy? No, no. Okay, it's Keep about going. like basically this like coach that was like you know like it's it's essentially one of those heartwarming stories about like a yeah. rugged coach. So yeah. again, a sports, sports. film. Yeah, it's a sports sure. film running right. And it's like cross-country running, but it's about these, like, Mexican, like, immigrants and whatever. And, like, he went to this school that was, like, this, like, low-ranked school and they Wait, became... Mexican cro- immigrants who are really good at running. Yeah. And they became... Cro- and because they worked in the fields all day with their, like, families and stuff. And yeah. they would... And that he turned them around. They became the state champions in, like, California or right. whatever. And it's, like, a true story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so... The, but it's also a story about how he turned around all their lives. Yeah. And so at the end... Like there's this core cast of people and then there's this final scene which is really nice where like the real life coach is like riding his bike which yeah. is something he did while they would run. Yeah. Like and it fades the, the real life coach and then the real life, you know, like guys who were like, I like but that. they're all adults now. I like that. And you're hearing their stories and some of them like are teaching at the school now and have had these great lives and there's yeah. a couple who went to prison and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And there's some real people who got the ghost stories treatment. Like there's some, oh, but like oh, at the oh, end you're really. like, oh fuck. Hey. I mean, you did. I mean, I, I know you thought your time in prison was bad. Yeah, but have you? Uh, wow. I mean, that have you, you seen yourself without <laughs> Hollywood? Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, it was it was like hilarious. Yeah. Well, well, there were some yeah. people that looked exactly like them, and then there yeah. were some that they were just like, you know what? We're not we're not so worried about him looking accurate. That has to be so awkward for both sides. Right. Yeah. When you meet when you meet that version of yourself and it's way like if you when you meet a way uglier version of yourself or when you meet the like super Hollywooded up version. Right. Both sides are super they're swings. They're swing votes. <laughs> like one side you're just like, Oh man, look at that. I guess I do look pretty good. And the other side you're like, What the fuck is going on? Like some of these people look alike, but it, do I look like this dude? shit it's not good I'm not gonna book any TV shows in Hollywood alright we should finish uh, 
that was it. That, that's I mean, that was a lot. Yeah, that I think a, a two-parter that's is probably a two-parter. the move. Yeah. That's a two-parter. That's what we're going to yeah, do. Yeah, cliffhanger. Yeah. We could record a dramatic in between. Oh, yeah, let's, okay. Yeah, yeah what will good. happen? Yeah. Okay. All right, hang um, on. Um, so let's, here's what we'll do. We'll uh, do our plugs. Yep. And then we'll record like right. a dramatic in between. That anybody who made it to now has already heard. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Very meta. <laughs> um, but they'll know that we recorded it now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, what's great is that I probably I could plug this show, but it probably won't uh, come out till then. But I'll do it anyway. Um, the this week uh, tomorrow night I'll be at the Irvine Improv, but there's no way that'll be coming out. And then so Thursday night there's a live dollop, but this probably won't be out. Till oh no, they might, yeah okay. If you're in LA in th- on Thursday, you if probably, you're in LA you, Thursday you there's a live so. dollop at uh, Nerd Melt. At uh, 9 p.m. with special guest Al Madrigal. Um, that should be fun. You can find tickets to that. He's brilliant. He's great. If he's he, if he, great. I mean, I'm sure plenty of people know his work from The yeah. Daily Show and all yeah. those sort of things. But, but if he's you also, don't, he's a great guy. He's just, and he's just really funny. Really like, and funny. And I, I don't know him that well, yeah. but I've, the interactions I've had with him, are, he's fucking No, great. he's absolutely he's yeah. very funny. So uh, that'll be 9 p.m. You can get tickets to that at DaveAnthonyComedy.com. And then uh, we'll be a, the dollop will be touring in Australia in August. Um, and there's tickets still available for some of the shows. Some are sold out. You can get those same place, DaveAnthonyComedy.com. And uh, yeah, check, check all that shit out because we'll be in Australia and that'll be fucking fun. Speaking of Australia, my free will shows are in uh, Sydney, August the 7th and the 8th. So that's like in a week and a half. Um, Justin Hamilton doing support two shows only so come out and see those that'd be cool and then uh, October 9th and 10th in uh, Perth for that uh, there'll be other gigs and other things later in the year but I'm going home to do Gruen so I'm going to concentrate on that uh, for a little while um, thanks for listening uh, Gareth thank you very much thank you Will I will see you uh, in Australia yes and uh, don't forget about yeah who you know, you know who? wait who is it